The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the hosts and creators of this program. This is the Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. The Pet Buzz is dedicated to enhancing the bond between pets and their people. Each week, the Pet Buzz provides the latest news and information on how to keep your pets healthy and happy so you can save money and have a fulfilling relationship together. Now, here's your Pet Buzz hosts, pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are listening to the Pet Buzz, the ultimate in pet talk radio. And each week we welcome our listeners who tune in from around the world to talk about enhancing the animal-human bond. Right, Dr. Fleck? Yes. You know, I got to tell you, I was in Walmart the other day. I can't help myself when I'm in there. I didn't buy anything, but there's so much candy and chocolate for Easter. It's Mm. overwhelming. I was thinking about you. And the jelly beans, because I know how much you like those jelly beans. I do. Yeah. And this cho- my friend Tanya loves those chocolate bunnies. <laughs> you know, Easter is just around the corner, and people are really starting to buy candy and buy Easter bunnies and get those baskets ready and get the stuffing ready. But I think it's important to remind people that it's important to think about how to have a stress-free Easter. Yep, and to start right out with, you need to keep chocolate away from the dogs and make sure that you keep the lilies away from the cats as they contribute to renal failure. And those bulb plants can be dangerous inside or outside the house. Think planting. And it's really true. I mean, a lot of times people will give you a lily or a bulb plant. I'm thinking Mm -hmm. a hyacinth or a tulip because it represents spring, Mm -hmm. but dogs dig those up and the bulb plants, uh, whether they're in the house or whether they're outside, they can be dug up and they're really dangerous to dogs. The other thing that I always find interesting is uh, when you're dying Easter eggs, Mm -hmm. a lot of times people dye the Easter eggs, they leave them out for a few days and on Easter they hide eggs around And a lot of times dogs can get into those Easter eggs and they've been spoiled. They're not refrigerated. I mean, giving dogs eggs is a good thing, but the eggs that are sitting out in the heat that have been not refrigerated for many days, right, drying with the dye are not good for dogs. Don't forget the dye can be toxic too. And the dye can be toxic. And the other thing is a lot of times these days, especially these new moms, these young moms are filling up the Easter basket with sugar-free candy. Mm. So that has xylitol, which is also dangerous Very for dogs. Very dangerous for the dog. You know, I mean, Easter is a pleasant time. It's a great time to be with your family, but it's a good idea now as you are buying stuff or, or, or feeling the spirit of the holiday around you to talk to your kids and be mindful because nobody, and that includes, I just thought about it, the Easter ham, mm. giving your dog Easter, because what could happen? With when you give your dog Easter ham? Well, not my dog, but other dogs can end up with. <laughs> I'm laughing because you won't give the dog Easter ham, but you'll give the dogs cheese Okay, go ahead, Dr. Black. Well, don't forget that that, that that has a high content of fat, which is we want that high content of fat because it tastes better, but it also can help produce pancreatitis in, in the pet. So it's really one of the top items that you really want to avoid giving your pet. 
ham. Ham. Well, everyone, you got to stick around. We got some amazing guests on the show today. We got Dr. Albert Ahn of Myos Pet and Lauren Zimmerman, who is an athlete a canine athlete coach, and they're going to be talking about canine athletes, the sports they participate in, and conditioning strategies, how those athletes really show the magic, what it takes to show that that competitive spirit. And then we have a green expert, Stephanie Maram. She's visiting us. Green girl gone, <laughs> or green junkie, I would like to say. Good girl, good girl gone green. Right. That's right. And then, of course, we've got some of our great features, uh, like Global Pet News uh, and Celebrity Pet Buzz. And we're also going to talk about Global Pet Expo. Right, Dr. Fleck? Yes. From litter and waste bags to food containers and discarded toys, our furry and feathered friends can create a lot of trash. With one third of all households on earth owning at least one dog and almost one quarter of households owning at least one cat, making pet ownership more eco-friendly is a valiant effort towards sustainable living. Going green isn't only good for the planet, it's good for our pets too. Joining us today is Stephanie Morum, green living expert, CEO, and founder of Good Girl Gone Green, and host of the podcast, Green Junkie, where she guides people to live a greener and more sustainable life without feeling overwhelmed. Yeah. So Stephanie, April is Earth Month, a time where we can learn about preserving our planet and learn more about making green or eco-friendly choices. Does making the switch to more eco-friendly pet ownership or lifestyle have to be overwhelming? I truly believe it does not have to be overwhelming at all. I believe that it's taking one part of what you want to change when it comes to living a green lifestyle, when it comes to your pets and doing that and then moving on to the next thing. So we're going to have a discussion about all the things that you can do, but don't be overwhelmed by it. Just take one piece and do that. And once you've kind of mastered that, move on to the next piece. So it becomes a habit. I think that's a great, I mean, so many people are interested. It's at April's Earth Month. They're interested in making green choices. But I think when you get overwhelmed with something, sometimes you don't like stick through it. So this way, if you make one decision at a time, one greening decision at a time or eco-friendly decision at a time, I think that's kind of, I think that's kind of a good way to approach the green lifestyle. Okay. You had a question, Doc. Yes. Well, we know that, that our dogs and cats are really part of our family and they sometimes create a lot of waste. So poop, poop. So talk to us about pet waste, poop options. I think the first thing is when it comes to dogs is to get compostable bags and make sure you pick up your dog poop. Just don't leave it on the grass. Super important to pick it up. <laughs> okay. I have to make a comment. Regina, my neighbor, did you hear that? Pick up your poop. My neighbor told me she, I have four dogs. My neighbor has one dog. She barely walks it. She doesn't pick up her poop and told me she didn't pick up her poop. Bad Regina, bad and bad for the environment. Okay. Stephanie, go ahead. And then I was just going to add, like, when it comes to your cats, you can find better options for litter. You can use old newspaper. I've seen coconut, um, where companies use coconut. I've also seen from wheat, so you're not using um, their traditional litter. You can find definitely better options out there. Yeah, no silica, no clay litter. Even clay is mining. People don't realize it. There's wood, right? 
and there's paper, not only the newspaper that Stephanie mentioned, there's paper litter, and now there's walnut litter. <laughs> litter made from walnuts. Hmm. Cool. Okay. So um, spring is a great time for a doggy or kitty makeover. We need makeovers, Dr. Mm -hmm. Fleck. You need a hair dye. Mm -hmm. I do need one. <laughs> haircut. So can you opine about what we should wash our dogs and cats with? Um, I'm a big DIY person, and I love recommending people that make their own products, but not everybody likes to make their own products. But if you do, it can be super, super simple. You take some water, some vinegar, put it in a spray bottle with a little bit of dish soap, mix it together, and you can wash your animal that way. Um, get an old rag. You don't have to buy a specific rag for dogs. Use an old t-shirt or an old rag you have lying around the house. You can use that to dry your dogs as well. But if you're looking to make, to buy a shampoo, look for something that's non-toxic. Look for, you know, packaging that's uh, more of a green packaging made perhaps of recycled materials versus using, you know, being made of virgin plastic. But like I said, I'm all about the DIY because it's simple and it's cost effective and you can, you'll save money by doing that. Her podcast is Green Junkie. Stephanie's going to stick around and we'll be back right after the break. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. Need more buzz? We've got plenty more for you on our social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We call it Pet Buzz Plus. It's the best way for you to engage with like-minded pet lovers everywhere. So remember, Pet Buzz Plus. So, your dog has stinky breath, and as much as you would like to brush your pet's teeth to freshen their breath and care for their mouth, it can really be a pain. Let's face it, they squirm, they try to get away, and they gag on the pet toothbrush. Wouldn't you like an easier solution? Well, Tevra Brands Twist and Lick Oral Gel is the answer to hassle-free canine mouth care. Use the Twist and Lick once a week. All your dog has to do is lick the chicken-flavored ingredients right off the top of the product container. Featuring prolonged technology, the active ingredients are time-released to combat tartar and plaque, freshen breath, and whiten teeth. To provide your pooch with a healthier mouth and you with an easier dental care session, Teva Brands Twist and Lick Oral Gel. Online at TevraPet.com. That's T-E-V-R-A Pet.com. And we thank Teva Brands for being a proud supporter of the Pet Buzz. According to the American Animal Hospital Association and the American College of Veterinary Dermatology, pets need sunscreen too. EpiPet Sun Protector, the only FDA-approved pet sunscreen on short-haired, light-colored, hairless, golden retrievers, and other dogs susceptible to skin cancer. Contained in a sports bottle, EpiPet allows you to turn the bottle upside down, making it easier to spray your dog all over to protect your dog from the sun all day and every day. Epi-Pet.com EpiPet is another proud partner of the Pet Buzz. Now, here's another treat for you from Pet Buzz Plus. Pet Buzz Plus. Hi, I'm Maria from California, and I'm a listener of the Pet Buzz. 
I love my dog, Lily the Labradoodle, so much because we have a blast together, hiking, going to the beach, and even shopping for her toys and treats. Life would be so boring without her. And I'm so excited to tell all you Pet Buzz listeners about my dog, Lily. We're kind of like your pet. We love being social on Pet Buzz Plus. Pet Buzz Plus. Welcome back to the Pet Buzz. The Pet Buzz, enhancing the bond between pets and their people. Hey, we're back with Stephanie Morum, who is known as the Green Living Expert. Her podcast is Green Junkie. Uh, we are talking about living with our pets and greening our pet care. Since COVID, of course, a lot more pet owners, people are concerned about buying healthier choices when it relates to the pet foods, what do you recommend? I would recommend buying organic pet food. <laughs> I eat organic. My kids eat organic. So my dog's going to eat organic. <laughs> that would be one thing I would recommend. I would look for local companies um, that are making, uh, they're using local ingredients as well. Um, I would, you know, we're talking about DIY. I would suggest making your own dog food. Again, not everyone wants to venture into that world, but again, it doesn't have to be overwhelming and it doesn't have to be complicated to do these things. Um, I did find a recipe that seemed simple enough to make and it contained rice, turkey, baby spinach, uh, shredded carrots, zucchini and peas. And it was all cooked up and you could probably do it in your Instapot or your slow cooker and just leave it there. And then your dogs will have food to eat. Do you know what an Instapot is, Dr. Fleck? No. <laughs> okay. It's like the new millennial cookware. You put everything in an Instapot. It boils water, it cooks yeah. rice, yeah. it makes stew, it makes all sorts, it makes chicken. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's good. It's oh. all about the Insta. Oh. Not Instagram, but Instapot. Oh. Right, Steph? Does exactly. It, does, does it smell good? It does. Well, okay. that recipe, you know, I could serve it up for dinner. You'd eat it. Right. Well, anyway, Stephanie, keeping dog and cats mentally and physically, they need stimulation, especially with toys. So what kind of eco-friendly toy tips can you share with us? You know, if you're looking for like the squishy toys, I would look for real rubber versus like synthetic toys. Um, again, I wouldn't probably give my baby some synthetic things to chew on, so I'm not going to give it to my dog as well. So looking for natural rubber could be a better option, like a healthier option. Um, again, we're going to touch on DIYs. <laughs> you can make your own dog toys, cat toys. You can definitely be creative and make these things with stuff you already have around the house. Cats like, you know, you know, cats, right? They love to like just kind of stare at stuff and then watch it like swing back and forth. Why not get like cotton you have around the house, like a string or something like that, that the cats can play with. And then buy secondhand. If you know, you're looking to save money and you don't want to go to the pet store and spend more money, Facebook Marketplace is a gold mine for everything, not just pet stuff. Sure. And goodwill. <laughs> and so, right. Like anywhere you can get, you know, dog bowls, you can get toys. If you're looking for blankets, if you're looking for you know, if you live in a colder climate and you need a jacket for your animals, like you can find all these things on Facebook Marketplace or secondhand stores to save some money. So let me remind you, we're speaking to podcaster, the green junkie herself, <laughs> a.k.a. Stephanie Mormon, the green living expert. She's a CEO, a founder of Good Girl Gone. 
screen. Can you give us a few ideas for pet upcycling, whether we are using our own items or our pets? First, tell us about the upcycling. So upcycling is basically taking something you have existing at home and creating something out of it. So it could be a pet toy that you take an old sock that might have a hole in it and you don't want to fix it and you create a toy. You can put like a plastic bottle in it, close it up, and now your dog has something to chew on that makes noise that'll probably irritate the owner, but the dog will have a lot of fun playing with. Um, so it's taking those items you might find around the house. So it could be socks. It could be old T-shirts that you berate up um, and create a dog toy with. Um, it could be that you take old boxes for cats and, you know, make like a little maze out of that box. So finding stuff around the house, which could be smaller boxes. It could be adding socks to it. Um, just being creative and looking for ways to use stuff you already have around the house instead of, again, going out and buying something. And it could be a great project to do if you have kids. Um, where you kind of sit down as a family and say, hey, we're going to make this cat maze together. Let's go. And then you find some stuff around the house and then you have a cat maze and you don't have to um, go I love to buy that. one. I love the idea that you can do stuff together. We talked about this on the air. It was not done here in the U.S., but it was done by Sony abroad. And actually, Sony, when they sold TVs, oh, no, I'm sorry, it was Samsung. They gave you an option. You could use the box and make a like little end table with the TV box, yeah. or you can make a cat house with the TV <laughs> box. Did you ever hear about that, Stephanie? No, I haven't. It was from last year. I mean, I obviously live here in America, so I wasn't privy to having that box, but I thought that was really cool. I thought it was just great. And I imagine like sitting there with your significant other or your family, just like Stephanie said, and doing these projects together. And I think we spend so much time with our phones and, you know, that kind of online lifestyle, being able to sit down is a really healthy thing to do. I love that. I love family projects. Okay, my last question. Can you share one green tip that we can start today to preserve our planet when it comes to our pets? I have a gazillion tips, but I'll share one. <laughs> I think a lot of, you know, um, a lot of food comes in cans. So aluminum is highly recyclable. 100% recyclable. So recycle your aluminum cans and please, please wash them out. And that goes for anything you're kind of recycling. Another hot tip is kind of rinse your stuff before you put in the recycling. It just makes the process a lot, lot easier. Um, for the people that are dealing with the recycling, they don't have to deal with mold potentially. Um, and also it just makes the recycling of the actual product a lot easier. That's a great tip. And sure. you know what? It's it's a one tip that's on Perina's pet food website because a lot of people, like Stephanie said, don't know those cans are able to be recycled, but wash them out. I and mean, it's one of the problems that in our personal lives here where we live, we're having an issue with. A lot of people now are forcing you here and where we live in Bradenton, Florida. They're making you dump off your recycling because it's getting contaminated, people are not rinsing out their soda bottles and mm. their cans and other containers. So that's really, I'm glad that you brought that up, Stephanie. That's why we have to have her come back and talk about greening. And Green, again, and, and again, again, and, and again. again. Well, I, hey, this is an informative segment. Steph, thank you so much for joining us. What about a website? Goodgirlgonegreen.com. And my podcast is Green Junkie, where I talk about all things green, 
Good great. girl gone green. I know. Mm-hmm. Say that five yeah. times fast. I like to say it like, <laughs> good girl gone mm-hmm. green. Green. Yeah. Well, everyone, that was Stephanie Moran. She's a super green living expert. She's a CEO discussing how to live a greener life with pets. You're going to want to stick around because later on the show, we'll be chatting with Dr. Albert on and Lauren Zimmerman about canine athletes and their conditioning. And in Global Pet News, you're going to be surprised to find out where pet pool parties are becoming the range. I just got to tell you, it is not in this country. and It is highly unlikely you will guess where it is. So stay tuned. Ever wonder what goes on inside the Pet Buzz studio? We post full-length video versions of all of our guests on our YouTube channel. You have to take care of your dog's mouth, but don't you hate the brushing session? It's so difficult with him squirreling around, trying to get away, gagging on the toothbrush. Well, Teva Brand's Twist and Lick Oral Care Gel is a solution for a brush-free, no-hassle system that helps you take care of your dog's mouth with ease. All you have to do once a week is twist the bottom of the container and let your dog lick the gel. Featuring prolonged technology, the active ingredients are time-release, combating tartar and plaque, whitening and brightening teeth, and contributing to fresh breath. Bottom line, now you and your dog can share fresh kisses with Tevra Brand's Twist and Lick Oral Gel. Online at TevraPet.com. That's T-E-V-R-A Pet.com. And we thank Tevra Brands for being a proud supporter of the Pet Buzz. Does your pet have dry, flaky, and itchy skin? Do you find yourself visiting the veterinarian repeatedly because Fido or Fluffy has skin allergies or ear infections? EpiPet to the rescue. Developed by a veterinarian, EpiPet is a revolutionary, high-performance skin and ear care product line made with the finest natural ingredients. EpiPet, for you and your pet, means better pet health. For more information, epi-pet.com. EpiPet is another proud partner of the Pet Buzz. Brace yourselves for big news. We're going to the place where all the action is. It's time for Pet Buzz Celebrity Pet News. The most sensational news. Fantastic. I'm so excited. You ready? Here's pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. On Sunday, Martha Stewart revealed on Instagram that her cat, Princess Peony, died. Princess Peony did not die of natural causes or illness. She did not die because she got hit by a car but because Martha's four dogs killed the Calico Persian. According to Martha on her Instagram feed, the four dogs mistook her for an interloper and killed her defenseless little self. Can you believe that? So sad. TMZ covered this story and wrote that there were warning signs for Martha and Princess back in August. I guess TMZ went through her Instagram feed. Martha talked about her cats being afraid of her dogs, posting, My cats feel liberated because the four dogs are away on vacation, leaving the cats alone in the house to roam, relax, and recover. Still, you got to wonder how her pups mistook a not-so-large house cat with which they lived for several years for an intruder. You know, it's interesting because I have dogs and cats and have always had dogs and cats in my home. And, you know, in many homes across the country, dogs and cats live together peacefully. I know they've lived in your home over mm-hmm. the years together. But it's important to remember that I think dogs are animals with predatory instincts. 
just like any large animal that you see on television or in the zoo. And predatory instincts are really engraved in their DNA. This doesn't mean that all dogs are cat killers, of course. But some dogs, for example, those that were bred to hunt, you'll see this with a lot of terrier breeds, have a strong predatory instinct than others. And accidents can happen because it's impossible to predict when a dog's instinct will be triggered and as well as when pack mentality will happen because Martha does have two dogs. She has two chows and two Frenchies. Um, it's not really about the cats. It's it's the dog sees the cat as prey. So we know that Martha's a pet lover, but I think she needs to take some steps to protect the other cats in her home. And one way of doing that is to recognize that cats need an exit, right? They need maybe a cat tree that they can climb up that can't be knocked over by a dog or that they need to have a pet gate that will separate the cats from the dogs. We had that in our home, right? We had where we kept the litter box. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that ability for the, the cat to exit, they're very quick. We know that. So give them the opportunity that they can exit the whole scene. Sure. Not just exit within the same room, but exit the whole scene so that they won't be the prey. Sure. I mean, in our house, we had, you know, Caden can sit on the table. The other dogs, really, the chairs were pushed in so the other dogs couldn't get on the table. And they ch- and Hayden would be chased, but Hayden would run and chase them back. But in that sense, they were all about the same size. And Hayden had grown up with dogs. So even as one dog passed on and another dog came in, they were used to sitting with us watching TV in the evenings. Yes. They all adjusted to their li- mm-hmm. new living experience. Sure. Welcome to Just the Facts. Just the Facts. Fact or fiction? Just the Facts, ma'am. You want answers. I want the truth. So, Dr. Fleck, what are we going to talk about today in Flex Facts, your spotlight piece? We're going to talk about Global Pet Expo 2022. Okay. I'm going to ask you a few questions. How was Global? Let's start with maybe the attendance. So, there are two major trade shows. One is Global Pet Expo that takes place in March. Uh, It's generally the larger of the show, and it's held in in Orlando in the Orange County Convention Center. And then later on in the summer, as we leave from the spring into the summer season, in August, we have Super Zoo, which takes place in Las Vegas. So participants in the industry would like to attend one or the other. Right. They're industry trade shows. So they're not open to the public. So you have manufacturers, distributors. And pet related and some companies and other companies who may manufacture pet products. And you have media and industry experts and consultants and business people. And, you know, sometimes you might have uh, analysts who cover uh, pet stocks. And attendance always seems to grow every year. But let's talk about this year. Well, this year was really interesting because the show was in Orange County Convention Center. It was in the smaller uh, part of the convention center. It had 714 exhibitors. What was what I find really interesting about the show is the second day in the pet industry, the show was always crowded. This year, the first day, the show was really crowded. At about 10 minutes to 12, all of a sudden, it was like everybody left. And one of the things that I really thought was a contributing factor to that is the show was held on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And you know, come Friday, airline rates go up. 
So, and also gas prices are really high. There was a lot of people from Florida there, which meant a lot of people were not traveling um, because airfare is really expensive. And also people are still concerned about COVID. I don't care what they say. I mean, I was away in August. I flew to a super zoo in August and I bought a first class ticket. It was dreadfully expensive, but at least I, I was, I felt more comfortable. So you would that. say attendance is about half is what it was before. I'm going to say it's a lot less, but you know, trade show attendance over the years yes. is, is, is lessening. And, um, and I'm, I'm, you know, so that one question is, are, can people afford to go to trade shows? And also the other factor is, you know, normally you have store owners who are coming to buy to show you guys the latest and greatest of what's going to be in the stores. But then when you think about it, if you're a store owner and you can't find employees, you don't have to be, you can be a vet like you, you can't mm -hmm. find employees to work. So that's something that's going on. So, so that was the overall picture. I mean, it's still like going to doggy and kitty heaven. There's dog food and treats and toys everywhere. And, you know, not as many dogs as you think, uh, cause it's a, a business trade show, but there are some dogs in attendance and I took plenty of pictures with, uh, Wally and, and puppy Churchill. Well, let's talk about trends, especially let's start out with maybe food trends. You know, that was interesting. And I'm glad you started with that because food really, the show was a lot about food. So I think it has a lot to do with the idea that pet products can not only improve the lives of pets, but also the lives of pet owners. And that I think is embedded in some of the latest innovations. Like, so for example, Purina has a new food. It's called a Live Clerk Cat Food Line. The formula is a line that's featured with an egg-based protein that acts as an antibody for common feline allergies. The diet has been shown to decrease the presence of FELD1, which originates in cat saliva to reduce the spread of allergen via cat hair and dander to the environment. So really the food is about how humans react to the allergies. And we've talked about this six times as many people are allergic to cats than they are to dogs. You know what this food would be good for? I'm thinking of your daughter. I'm thinking of Danielle because mm -hmm. Danielle is allergic to cats. Mm -hmm. And with the EpiPet shampoo and with this food, this would really cut down on that active allergen the human response right, to the kitties right which exactly. is exactly so that's what i think that's where we're going these pet products are being innovated to not only affect your pet but also to affect you and that make that bond closer okay so why don't we just stay tuned up next charlotte's weekly i likey You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. Tever Pet knows there's a lot in your life that you worry about. We want to make sure your pet's flea and tick protection isn't one of them. Tever Pet offers vet quality flea and tick protection that has the same active ingredients as leading brands like Canine Advantix 2 and Frontline Plus, but that cost much less, which means you can give your pet total flea protection worry-free. Tever Pet, helping you and your pet live your best life. Online at TevraPet.com. That's T-E-V-R-A Pet.com. And we thank Tevra Brands for being a proud supporter of the Pet Buzz. Need more buzz? We've got plenty more for you on our social media channels. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We call it Pet Buzz Plus. It's the best way for you to engage with like-minded pet lovers everywhere. So remember, Pet Buzz Plus. Pet buzz Plus. Pet buzz Plus. Pet buzz Plus. Pet buzz Plus.
According to the American Animal Hospital Association and the American College of Veterinary Dermatology, pets need sunscreen too. EpiPet Sun Protector, the only FDA-approved pet sunscreen on short-haired, light-colored, hairless, golden retrievers, and other dogs susceptible to skin cancer. Contained in a sports bottle, EpiPet allows you to turn the bottle upside down, making it easier to spray your dog all over to protect your dog from the sun all day and every day. Epi-Pet.com EpiPet is another proud partner of the Pet Buzz. It's genius. It's to die for. I like it. April is Earth Month, and I want to highlight a new litter discovery that I made at Global Pet Expo. It's called Naturally Fresh Cat Litter. It's biodegradable, sustainable litter that's made from 100% walnut shells. The walnut shells organically neutralize odor better, and according to the owner of the company, absorb three times better than clay litter. Here's the best part, and this is what you asked me in the earlier segment. What I really like about this litter is it's upcycled. The family that owns this company produces walnuts in California for human consumption. So they went ahead and they decided to use the upcycle the shells for another purpose, and that's to make cat litter. So here's to them for helping to save the planet. Wonderful. I look forward to seeing what it's like. I've yeah, never seen it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have them send you some because I okay. really want you, you to okay. see it. Well, dog agility, I don't know if you've seen it or not. Well, it's a dog sport in which a handler directs a dog through an obstacle course in a race for both time and accuracy. Dogs run off leash with no food or toys as incentives, and the handler can touch neither the dog or the obstacles. The other sport we're going to talk about is dock diving. So dock diving is a canine sport where dogs compete for either distance or height as they jump from a dock into a body of water. In competition, each dog takes its turn to run for momentum and then leaps into the water. The farther out your dog goes, the better they perform. Judges measure the distance and record the score. You know, what's interesting, both of these sports are so incredibly popular in the U.S. as well as worldwide. They're fun for both dogs and handlers, and they really help develop a strong bond between the two of them. When you watch these sports, you realize that these dogs, when they're competing, are true athletes. But the question really boils down to what does it take to condition a canine body for these type of competitions? Well, joining us today to talk about how these canine athletes are conditioned are Dr. Albert Ahn and Lauren Zimmerman, veterinarian Dr. Albert Ahn is a respected veterinary advisor in the animal health industry and a Myos pet spokesperson. And of course, he's with Lauren Zimmerman today. She's a certified canine athlete specialist and founder of Oakley Canine Athletics in Lexington, uh, South Carolina. And she helps train these canine athletes, these special dogs. You're Dr. Going. Ann and Lauren, welcome to the Pet Buzz today. Thank you. Hello, thanks for having me. We are glad to have you both back here on the Pet Buzz. So, Lauren, let's start out with you. So, why is dock diving and agility so popular with dog owners and dog lovers? And do you think in the last five years, the media has really embraced these canine sports? Absolutely. 
I mean, dogs are the new kids. So everyone loves spending time with their dogs and loves doing fun activities with them. And agility and dock diving are two of the most popular dog sports, especially here in America. Um, and there's even sports networks like ESPN that are even televising some of the bigger events like AKC Nationals. Yeah, and you know what? You got to admit, everybody likes that competition. Oh, they do. They really do. They kind there's of look- pet parents. You know, they get all like, my dog's going to win, and that dog's like, you know. And like at Westminster, they enjoy watching the agility. They really do. But I mean, uh, you know, like my god dog, Kalani, Mm -hmm. surfs, and she does dog diving. Mm -hmm. And she's a really popular dog out in San Diego. So, Dr. Ron, we know the top athletes need to watch their diets. We all do. How do nutrition and supplementation play a role in developing these dog athletes? Great question. Our canine athletes are really no different than human athletes. We're asking them to perform at a very high level. And just like with professional athletes, you need to make sure they're getting high quality nutrition and getting appropriate supplements. One of the supplements I really like a lot is something called Fortitropin, which you can find in Mayo's canine muscle formula. And that's a supplement that helps to build and maintain strong muscles, which will help these dogs achieve peak performance. I love that peak performance. I know. I know it's great. We need to have them at peak I performance. Peak Just like us, we need to be yeah. peak performance. So, Lauren, how does a dog and a dog owner team go about training for agility and dock diving events? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. I would be looking to reach out to either a local training coach or a local training facility. There's normally always some type of club or coach that has either a private facility or a public facility that's focused on agility and dock diving in your area. That's pretty good. So it's accessible to people who want to get involved in these sports. So I think that's pretty And it's available. Yeah, it's definitely available. You know, one of the things that I'm fascinated by is when I'm watching the large and the small breeds compete. So of course you have your border collies, but then you also have your papillons, which I think are kind of fun. But are there any concerns that both of you have, I guess, from a health or training perspective? Let's start with you, Dr. On. So I think it's very important, Charlotte, to make sure that the training and the nutrition go hand in hand with each other because it's the nutrition that's going to fuel the muscles is going to help maintain strong muscles for what we called peak performance earlier. And then people like Lauren are on the training side of things to make sure that these dogs are able to achieve these wonderful athletic feats. So you have to really think of the two as coming together. Yeah, I completely agree with what Dr. Ahn said. Um, starting with great supplementation, nutrition, hydration, making sure those things are always your key things that are keeping those canine athletes fueled is super important. And then getting in a regular fitness training regimen and making sure those dogs are prepared for sports um, before they're actually doing the high intensity sports, making sure that they're well muscled and that they're prepared for those type of things makes the training then so much easier. You know, what's really interesting is that, and Dr. Ron, you probably see this in your practices too, but every week we get pets that are coming in that have acute lamenesses. They just all of a sudden became very sore. 
And if you if you really investigate more with what the lifestyle has been in that family, lots of times people have been on vacation or they haven't been around their pet for a while, and they and and they forget that when we try to be weekend warriors, we get sore. And so when they haven't been exercised regularly and they take them out to do something regularly, they can't understand why they come up lame. And, and so maybe this is really important that making sure that, that as you were talking about the nutrition and, and the diet, but also that the exercise be regular too. You guys both agree with that? Dr. Fleck, you and I both know that approximately 55 to 60% of U.S. dogs are considered overweight or obese. And I'll go back to your weekend warrior comment. I just had a dog earlier this week that came in and it had a football player injury, a cruciate ligament tear. And this dog was grossly obese and was involved in chasing down balls in the backyard and suddenly came up lame. I can only imagine that Lauren is shaking her head in disbelief that we would set that dog up for this type of an injury, but it, we were morbidly obese. And for the first time, nice day, we're going out and trying to chase a ball. Yeah, I think that's par for the course in the sense where, and we talked about this probably last week, ease into spring activities slowly, especially if you and your dog have been sitting around for the last two years watching TV uh, and eat ice cream on the couch. I mean. And Charlotte tells me this all the time because she walks her dogs every day multiple times. Sure. And you, Which you is walk, a rarity in and, my, and you're gonna my see, neighborhood. You're going to see similar um, and regular dogs that are out walking at the same time. And if they're no. not walking, particularly the large breed dogs, they seem to maybe have a little no, problem. No, I mean, honestly, no one in my neighborhood other than myself walks their dogs on a regular basis. Oh. So, and when I do see somebody, it's like maybe out to the cor- out to the curb and back in the house. But we got to move on. Yes, so yes. we need to take a commercial break and we're going to be back with the stupendous Dr. On and the amazing Lauren Zimmerman talking about training canine athletes for agility and dock diving sports. Ever wonder what goes on inside the Pet Buzz studio? We post full-length video versions of all of our guests on our YouTube channel. When your doctor recommended omega fatty acids as a daily supplement, he told you that they promoted better heart, brain, skin, joint, and immune system health. Well, doesn't it make sense for your pet to have the same health benefits? EpiPet Whole Fish Treat, an all-natural smoked fish supplement, is 100% bioavailable, bringing your pets the nutrients they need to keep them healthy and happy. www.epi-pet.com EpiPet is another proud partner of the Pet Buzz. Hi, I'm Smokey Bear, and I made an assistant to help you out, because only you can prevent wildfires. Hey, Assistant Smokey Bear, call me Papa Bear, because I'm grilling up dinner. (laughs) Do you get it? Yes. Good job. So, what should I do with all these coals? Don't just toss them out. Put them in a metal container because those embers can start a wildfire. I understand. The stakes are high. Ha, 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 ha. See, Smokey thinks I'm funny.
Okay, so we're back with veterinarian Dr. Ann of Myos Pet and Lauren Zimmerman, certified canine athlete specialist and the founder of Oakley Canine Athletics, discussing conditioning strategies for canine athletes who participate in agility and dock diving sports. You know, Dr. Ann, you know, I'm always mesmerized by, from what I understand, one of your favorite football players, Tom Brady. You know, according to his wife, he's had a few concussions, but to the untrained eye, we don't really see any signs of physical injury. So how do dog owners of these amazing dog diving and agility folks and their dogs, how do they prevent those canine injuries? Well, Charlotte, I'm so glad that you brought up one of my favorite athletes in, in the entire world, in Tom Brady, because if you look at what he eats, and what he doesn't eat, we can all borrow that information and apply those same principles to canine nutrition. Many people may not realize that he actually consumes a high-protein diet that is free of gluten, free of dairy, free of MSG or monosodium glutamate. He doesn't drink coffee. He doesn't drink alcohol. He doesn't consume any GMO foods. And he minimizes sugar, trans fats, and overly processed foods. So if you stop and think about that, Charlotte and Dr. Fleck, those would be very applicable to canine nutrition. Wow. Wow. What a miserable diet. No ice cream, no Chinese food. Yeah, where's the fun in life? Let's talk about holistic care that contributes to these canine athletes performances. I'm sure they all get like acupuncture, like Tom Brady probably gets that too. Probably. I mean, he has to have a few things since probably. he has a diet of so little things. He finds poking himself being nice. Well, no, okay. he is a professional yeah, staff. Okay, okay right. Lauren, holistic care for these canine athletic performers. Yeah, absolutely, Charlotte. That's a great point. Um, my personal canine athletes get regular massage, chiropractic care, acupuncture, dry needling. Um, they also take part in um, PEMF technology, all the things that you would see with a uh, regular high caliber human athlete for professional sports. My dogs also receive the same type of care. What's PEMF? It is a basically a radio frequency technology that helps with healing. Um, and so it basically speeds up your recovery so that when you're in between workouts, you can work out harder the next time with less recovery and downtime. I want that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds good. I mean, massage, yeah. acupuncture, yeah. Yeah. PMF technology. I, th- I, think, I think I need Tom's money to do that, though. Maybe, maybe, (laughs) maybe. Okay. Okay. Dr. On your take on holistic pet care for the canine athlete. I agree with everything that Lauren mentioned. I would just add to that and say that hydrotherapy is another uh, form of uh, care that especially our recovering athletes may benefit from. And also treadmills, Uh, whether it's a healthy or a recovering athlete treadmills can offer a nice, balanced, and measured form of therapy during uh, either training uh, or the recovery period. So that hydrotherapy, is that comfortable? I mean, is it cold water? Is it warm water? Comfortable water? My dogs actually do hydrotherapy twice a week. 
um, for conditioning and the water is actually extremely warm because normally there's another person that's in there, like kind of guiding them. Um, and they don't want to be sitting in the cold water either, but the hot water, um, actually helps keep the muscles really loose. That way they are working in the warm water. Cause if you're working muscles in cold water, that's kind of counterproductive. Um, but my dogs use it not only as a modality, um, for keeping the muscles looser, but also as a more conditioning standpoint, because my dogs aren't injured, but we use it because the amount of resistance um, and the buoyancy that the water provides, you're actually doing four times the amount of work in the water that you can do on land or on a regular treadmill. I could see you coveting the doggy experience right in your eyes. Yeah. But here's the deal. Yeah, exactly. I tell you to get a water aerobics, you don't want to go. No. Well, Thank you both for joining us today. Can you share your websites with us? First, Lauren. OakleyCanineAthletics.com. Wonderful. And Dr. On. Thank you so much for having me as well. And the Myos Pet website is MyosPet.com. That's M-Y-O-S Pet.com. So informative, so exciting, so much fun. Thank you both for being with us today. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And now, Pet Buzz News from around the globe. Guess what the hot new trend in India is for pets? In India. In India. Pets. Okay. okay, you're never going to believe this. Okay, are you ready? Yep. Pool parties. Pool parties in India. Yes, pool okay. parties in India. India is a place where there are dogs ravaging people in the streets, but the hot thing is pool parties for, I would assume, the middle class and wealthy. So Indian pet parents wanting to celebrate special occasions with their furry friends are booking daycare swimming pools, right, mm. to celebrate their pet's birthday and or just to have fun and have a party. And that's not all. The events are planned and catered by the doggy daycare. There's even aftercare. So the birthday dog, after a swim, gets washed and blown out. And... The pets really are indulging in their favorite Indian dishes. Hmm. I mean, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. So at one spa, almost 80% of the customers inquire about using the pool for their pets. So the most popular times are from Friday evenings to Sunday. The weekends are always booked on weekdays too. These dog spas, these canine resorts are seeing about 25 dogs daily in the pool. Hmm. Isn't that crazy? So you want to know what the deal is. Okay. So why is there such a big demand for doggy pool parties? Well, just like humans, the summer heat can prove to be very harmful for dogs. That's what a local veterinarian said uh, in India. He said swim sessions keep the dogs cool and increase their metabolism rate or their metabolic rate too. And there are a variety of reasons that pool parties are in demand this, this particular warmer weather, spring and summer season. Now, get this. This is totally true, and I and I like this. They're a great way to socialize with other pet owners and their dogs, not only to beat the heat, but think about it. Remember during COVID, even in India, pet owners had difficulty congregating and socializing their pets. I remember friends calling me up saying, what's the best way to socialize my brand new puppy? I can't really go out and I can walk with another owner as long as that person's on the side of the street. But... um. And one person said, generally, when friends meet, the pets stay behind. But at a pool party, the people meet each other. They exchange pet health and wellness tips. And most importantly, dogs have a great time 
playing, barking, and then they're worn out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so isn't that kind of interesting? You'd never think of India as a place where pet pool parties are jamming. Yes, that's an interesting trend. Yeah, doggy mm-hmm. bag. I mean, it, it was a trend, you know, maybe mm-hmm. 10, 15 years ago, mm-hmm. but it's coming back in India. Mm-hmm. Well, Dr. Fleck, I, I know you're, I know it's, I for me, I laugh. For you, I, I'm, I know you're thinking yeah, about I'm thinking a dog. thinking of a bikini for a dog, yes. Right, mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. Not. You mm-hmm. are, but you're not. It's mm-hmm. kind of like crazy. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they probably have little shorts on or something like mm-hmm. that, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's always too soon to wrap the show. Mm. But before we go, we want to give everyone a preview of next week's show. So next week, we're going to talk all about the French Bulldog, including why they're so popular. We're going to talk about their health care and the expense. We're going to talk about extreme breeding of the Frenchie and how humans are driving the need for rare or unusual dogs, as well as how to protect yourself while on the streets from getting dog napped. Yeah, it really is a problem. Yeah. I mean, we never really do special breed programming, but I just kind of felt that this was something that we really needed to talk about. Why these dogs are everywhere. Well, the emerging popularity of this, this it's crazy. breed is just, uh, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, people are doing all sorts of things. People are are mixing them up. I mean, I read about uh, a litter that's a hairless French bulldog. There's even various colors now, like lilac and... Chocolate and tan. I'm sure the lilac is kind of a, a purple hue to a kind of grayish coat. But so I think it's going to be an exciting show. We're going to have a bunch of guests from here in the States as well as the UK talk about the French Bulldog. But before we go, Dr. Fleck, can you thank our guests? Oh, our wonderful guests, Stephanie Morham, Dr. Ahn, and Lauren Zimmerman. Of course, we must always thank our sponsors, the Animal Medical Center of Bradenton and EpiPet, making better skin coat and ear care products for healthier pets everywhere. Shampoos, skin and coat sprays, sunscreen, ear cleaner and supplements for your dogs and cats. Most importantly, remember, we're here each week to help you take better care of your pets. Peace out and pet love. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. The Pet Buzz is dedicated to enhancing the bond between pets and their people. If you and your pets need even more buzz, we're online at thepetbuzz.com and our social media channels, Pet Buzz Plus, the best way for you to engage with like-minded pet lovers everywhere. I want to be a contender. I want a warm belly to sleep on. A big house. How do I look? Do do I look good? I want to play hard. My nails done. Once a month. I want. I want. I want a home. I just want a home. I want someone to love. Last year, more than 30,000 companion animals came to us without homes. 20,000 of them were felines. Let's make some homes. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Hi, I'm Smokey Bear, and I made an assistant to help you prevent wildfires. Dude, I've got this. I've been camping since I was five years old. But I am a camping influencer. You know what? I'll bet you five bucks. Okay. Assistant Smokey, what is the best way to put out a campfire? Mm-hmm. To put out a campfire, drown with water, stir, drown again. Then make sure the fire is out cold by feeling with the back of your hand. Wait, really? I'll take the five bucks.